Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Time Light Meant How Poetry Found Me podcast, where we talk about the way to achieve your dreams and goals, how to write things down, how to visualize, and how to implement the steps that it takes for you to become successful. And I'm not a theorist about it, I'm actually a practitioner in the sense of the things that I've been able to do because of the things that happened in my life. But I do know that writing is a form of release of your thoughts, your dreams, and ideas. And no matter who we talk to, no matter where we go, people are always telling you to write things down. This particular podcast, I'm doing the UOU Summit with uh, Eric Thomas and a group of speakers and some VIP people to try to find out so we could delve deeper into how we can accomplish our own dreams and goals. And the thing that I always find interesting about when people are expressing things to you, the number one thing that they have to stress to you, and this is what I got from the summit, is that you being able to, and this is day one, by the way, that you've been able to take full control of your health. And I know that sounds rather, like, rather trivial, in terms of what people normally do with their lives. But when you but when you think about your life and how you grew up and how you, you became the man and the woman that you are now, there's things that you leave traces of your life to find out how healthy you are. And you can't help, you or I, we can't help like the conditions that we were birthed into. But we come into this world being exposed to the DNA of our family. But what, what's most important is the people that are around you try to teach you or understand what it takes for you to be healthy. In order for any dream to manifest itself to anybody at any given time, for any moment, is that you have to learn to be healthy. And a lot of times when you grow up in poor community, health is not the primary issue. What people try to do when when they don't have the right food around is that they try to feed you what they can so that you can at least have a meal in your stomach that you can go to school not hungry and that you know when I was growing they had meals there that you could eat and as a kid you 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 relish the idea that you would have a lunch or a breakfast or a dinner and you relish the idea that when your mom got home she had food ready for you to eat so you can sit down and nourish your your brain, your body, and your spirit. And then as you get older, you begin to learn that all the things that you eat really aren't good for you. And I think that that was imperative in my life, just trying to understand what it takes for you to be healthy. And the way Eric Thomas and the young lady named Ro was trying to explain it to you that if you're not healthy, it's not going to really matter to you how much money you have because you're going to spend that giving it to the doctors to try to get you well. And what all they were stressing is you have to learn to eat right, to flood your body with the right things so that your body can self-correct itself because of all of the bad things that we've been putting into it all of our lives. And the thing they were stressing most is you have to eat right and roll with saying you have to eat the food closest to what God has made. 
That means that the world has so many different things out here for you to eat that you have to find out what kind of foods you need to eat in order for you to live a better, to live a more healthy life. And Eric Thomas was saying, like, when you have a conference and nobody's talking to you about health, then what does money matter? And he tied that into the discipline of you being able to control your appetite then your appetite, if you can control that, then you can pretty much control everything around you, and then you surround yourself with the right people. And sometimes before you can even before you can even do any of that, you have to find yourself how to auto-correct your life. And what that simply means is what level or what standard that you're going to raise your life to where you won't tolerate things that are going to pull you down. And when you look at life, a lot of people take things and then they take the emotions of other people and they put that on themselves when they really aren't supposed to. The healing mechanism for any human being is to heal thyself first. And number one is you, you can't heal it if you're constantly stressed out about food, if you're constantly stressed out about money, if you're constantly stressed out about your family or your relationships and the things that surround you. If you're not taking care of the number one priority in your life and that's you, then all other things seem to fail around you. And sometimes we learn that the hard way, you know, like the thing about life is you're not supposed to be a theorist about life. I mean, people can theorize about quantum physics and things like that because maybe you can't physically go through it. But the human experience, we all got an experience that we can share with the world that put us in the place that we are currently. And the reason you find yourself like that is because of the choices that you've made. And number one, what they was trying to emphasize in the conference is that eating is very vital to the energy that you need to make your life better. Drinking water, like good water or water, period, flushes out your body. And when you begin to cleanse your body and you begin to you know, pamper yourself in a spiritual way and in a mental way and in a physical way, you begin to feel good about the things that you need to do with your life and in your world. And I thought that that was like pretty enlightening in and of itself. Nobody really want to talk about health. Like when people talk to you about health, the first thing they want to talk to you about, especially like if you go see a doctor or you talk to somebody, everybody want to give you medicine. But nobody want to tell you how to get off the medicine. And Roe was saying that America is the number one country in the world that take prescription drugs. Because everybody wants to see everybody on medicine. And it's just sad to me that we live in a world where people don't want to tell you how to curtail medicine and ultimately get off and let you get off of it and then allow your body to repair itself. And this is what we need in life. We need to repair our lives so that we can become people of value to ourselves. And E.T. was talking about it doesn't matter if your wife follows you or if your kids follow you. You got to follow you. You got to be able to lift yourself out of the slump that you find yourself in so that you can be better equipped to deal with the world that you want to find yourself in from a, on a day-to-day basis. And when you can find yourself in those moments, in those times, and you can really be in the moment with yourself, then it's going to eliminate that burden of stress about you feeling that you got to do everything for everybody. You can say yes to what you want to, and then you have to also learn to say no. This is where we got to find ourselves as young adults and then be able to pass that down to children and then be able to feed our children the things they need to be healthy in this world. 
And our world is going to need that. The health of the spirit, the health of the mental well-being and the physical conditioning that it takes to to make yourself uh, better. And Ro was giving out the two main hacks that it takes for you to get your body to heal itself. The number one thing she said you have, you have to drink half of your body weight in water. She said that water flushes the kidney, water flushes the entire um, organism, which is your body, and cleanses it from that. And then being able to, you know, eat the right foods. And if you're doing these things, and it's not even like people saying it's not even a holistic way. It's just, it's just the way to make the vessel whole again. And I think that this has been taught throughout ancient history about how people maintain their health. And we today in our society, we got so much food, so many different variations of the things that we have and it's all processed and that we're not really trying to take in a good salad or we're not trying to take in good vegetables or we're not trying to take in the fruits that are closer to what God has created so that our body can learn to heal itself. And this is where we have to find ourselves every single day of our lives trying to heal ourselves, trying to take on the world of creativity and trying to take on the world of what our jobs require of us. And not being creative enough to understand that our mind is a vessel or or composed of energy and components that wants us to be healthy at all times. And I think that when you start thinking in healthy ways, then I think you you start doing healthy things. And I relate that to like writing because if your mind is jumbled up with all of the things that you have in there and you can't unclog that, then that makes your mind a playground for anything negative to impact you. And when you can take thoughts out of your mind and put them on paper, then it releases the brain cells, at least from my perspective, to do other things, to think about other things, to not think about the burden the burden of minor thoughts. And this is where we got to find ourselves every day of our lives, trying to put ourselves in a better position to achieve the goals and dreams and the aspect that we want to achieve. And I can't think of no better way for anybody to understand their lives other than understand the health that it takes for you to sustain your life so that you're not bogged down in a wheelchair, so that you're not bogged down and barely able to walk, that you're not bogged down and barely able to run or take yoga or exercise to keep your mind and your body and your spirit healthy. These are things that we must think about every single day of our lives. And you can't get nowhere in this world if you don't have health. And it's the longevity that you look for when you have health. And you have to know what that look like for you in order for you to be healthy. And sometimes you might have to consult people so that you can just try to figure out what does that look like for you. Now, I'm no health expert, but I do know that when you take in large amounts of sugar, you have a tendency to get headaches. You have a tendency to have a a dry throat. But when you just start drinking water, some of that dissipates because now you're putting in your system what the body needs. The body needs water because it's 75% water from head to toe. And we want to flood it with coffee. We want to flood it with strong drinks. We want to flood it with fruit juice. We want to flood it with everything but the one natural thing that we have. And Flo was saying that you just got to drink water. You can't mix it with anything. You can't do anything. You have to drink spring water so that you can empower your body so that it can rehydrate and replenish itself and heal the organism that's inside of it. And what she was also saying about the body is that you 
people try to hear the organ, but they don't try to hear you on a cellular level. And it's the cells that are the most important part of the body. Because it's the cell that as you go up the ladder in terms of development, it's the cells that are the very first things that have to be taken care of in a, in a literal way so that the rest of the body can kind of heal itself. But we don't really do that. We go to the doctors and I have nothing against the doctors at all because I think that they are doing the best they can. But nobody really tells you how to get off the medicine if you're able to. I don't know about everything you can get off of, but the things that you are able to get off or the things that you need to try to eliminate in your life. And the one thing she said that you can eliminate is the the blood pressure medication if you're able to eat right and connect right to do those things that it takes to be a better, healthier person. And I'm no expert on it, but I do know like, you know, every morning if you're taking pills, then you depend on the pill to bring your blood pressure down. But when when one thing that you can try to do to help it out or at least facilitate and get you in the right point till it's off is to eat right, is to drink water and to try to uh, abstain from those things that are going to cause you the most harm or to alter your body chemistry from what it is. And I know that that is a hard thing for us to do. Believe me when I tell you, it is a struggle to do that. But if we're trying to live a life to see our kids and our grandkids and everybody around us as we mature, we got to make sure that we are at least trying to do the part to keep us healthy. And if we can do that, then we can make ourselves, you know, better along the line of what it takes to be a strong human being, like mentally. And then what is strong, what it takes to be a strong human being physically by movement and working out. And she also said that movement is another factor in terms of the, the health hack in order to get your body right. That, you know, movement is the regulator of all of your body organs. If you're doing that, then the body knows that you're trying to burn off those things that are unnatural to it, along with the process of having water. And you got to look at it. You got to look at it like this. Like when you see people around the world, not just here in America, but around the world, they're least likely to pick up water than soda or juice. The first thing they drink is uh, juice. First, the second thing they drink might be a soda. The next thing they might might drink might be a smoothie. But nobody just just take and just chug water only. And life is a mixture because we've been doing the same thing for so long that it's hard to put down those things. Believe me, I know. But you have to fight that to reduce that as much as possible till you can get to the point to where your whole liquid diet is water. And I just found that that is very interesting for the human being. And I know I I know I break that code a lot, but I do try to make sure that I make sure that water is a natural part of my daily intake. And that's just the health aspect. Now, when you take that and you try to translate that into your physical existence, into your business, you have to ask yourself, if I have discipline with how I control what goes in my mouth, would that then lead to me making better decisions business-wise? And when you think about that, you got to think about anything that you have rested judgment about, anything that you haven't really taken time to think about, anytime you or pressed with a situation and you feel stressed and you don't take a moment to clarify, then it might lead to those things. But when you begin to have some control over how you eat, then you can then translate that, translate that into other areas 
like on my job, how do I release stress if there's a lot of stress around me? You know, with my family, if I have a conversation with somebody I'm dating or in a relationship with my kids or whatever, then how do I make that work? If I'm in a relationship with someone and, and, and you know, we arguing back and forth about things, how can, you know, me taking a moment to breathe and do that to kind of see how that impacts my life? And when you begin to think, when you begin to think that way, sometimes you can, sometimes, now I'm not saying all the time because we're not ready to do that yet. Sometimes you're able to make great decisions when you could just take a moment to yourself. Whereas if you're just eating all the time and, you know, snacking all the time, then maybe the two can correlate. But the greatest discipline is when you're able to resist certain things and say no to certain things and then continue on with the movement of trying to be successful. You can't go up the ladder of success without discipline. You cannot climb that ladder of success without discipline. And the one young man that I found to be disciplined, that is Warren, Warren Buffett. Every time he made money, he put it back in the business so that he could grow the business. And that's how he became the billionaire that he is today. Always trying to keep his, his money in line with the cultures and the traditions that he had given himself in order to be the person that he is. And I think that's what we all need to do in order to make these things that we call our dream work. And we have to, in, in, and in some strange way, don't you think that we got to give it to the children? I mean, these young people coming up today, and, and sometimes it's confusing because you want them to have the freedom to make choices, but you want them to have the freedom to make good choices, informed choices, and being able to ask them to just take a moment before you rush into thing and think about the consequences of what you're getting yourself into. And... You know, this type of information is what we all need in order to be first-class humans. And those things, when you think about it, they're really, really hard to do, ladies and gentlemen, because our society is like a is like a microwave. We got to have it here, we got to have it now, and we got to have it hot, regardless of how it comes out. There's not that process of like working and increasing and monitoring and monitoring and saving and then repeating those same steps again as you progress. And you're not going to be a millionaire overnight unless you hit the Powerball or something. But anything else that you're going to work for, you have to strive, you have to work for. Like even when you chase your dreams and they was talking about if you're doing something that you don't like, then that puts stress on your life. You have to find something that you love and be able to put the same amount of energy into it. Well, I mean, we're all trying to do that, right? Every day of our lives. And to get there means that it's going to take some sacrifice. And if you're on a job that you love, then you got to find out how to elevate that to high levels for your existence. If you're in a job that you dislike, how long are you going to be in a job that you dislike until you get to where you want to be? And we all are striving to get somewhere in life with that balance of spiritually... I'm overflowing. Mentally, my mind is clear because I know what I want to do. And physically, I just got to work towards that. And those things are really hard to define in our society, right? Because there's so much. We're inundated with so much that we can that we can do. We're inundated with so much advertisement. We're inundated with so much marketing that sometimes it's hard to find us and all of those things that people are tossing at us. But the one thing that you got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, the one thing that you must understand that none of it matters if you're not healthy. And if we're not healthy, then we got to really try to get healthy because it's, it's the number one indicator 
of how long we can live and how well we manage our money and how well we manage our lives. And money shouldn't be the overall factor in your life. Money has to play a part in our lives because we need it in order to keep a roof on our head, to keep food on our tables, to pay the bills that we have to pay, and to invest in the things that we need to invest in. But if we're not investing in ourselves, then everything that comes after that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you can make $500,000 during a speech if you're not healthy. Because that money that you're making, you want to turn around and have to give it to the doctor if you're not, if you're not taking care of yourself. But if you're taking care of yourself and somebody gives you $500,000 and you got a clear mind, then you'll know what to do with that money and not your health be an issue. So we really got to get to that level where our health is not an issue, collectively as a human family. But more importantly, what Eric is talking about, you taking care of yourself. These are the things that matter. And people need to really stress that to you every day of your life. And Eric and Tony Robbins, they talk about your health being a very uh, vital part of that. They don't really try to talk about money until they first talk about your health and your well-being. And these are things that we got to control. We got to control what we put in our mouths every single single day. And we have to control what we're putting in our family mouths every single day. And Ro was talking about, like, I think she was married and... The thing that she does for herself and her kids, she doesn't do for her husband. She does what her husband likes to do because she's saying that it's not even worth the time and energy to change somebody who don't want to change. But this is what's best for her and her family and how it works. And that's the thing. Like some people are not going to give up the stuff in this world. And that's fine. It's just that your discipline won't allow you to do it. And that's cool. People can eat and do what they want to do. But that should not have what they eat and what they want to do should not have no bearings on you because self Self-care is the most important care. And as long as you know that you're doing what you can to take care of your body, you can't then think that somebody else is going to do what you do because that's what you do for yourself. You got to do it for you and you really got to be happy with that doing. And it's the only thing that makes you sane, happy and healthy. And I, you know, just want to sidetrack for a little bit. When you, when I, when I normally, when I talk about health and condition, I talk about things in the world. And the human family was so caught up into everything else in the world that nobody is paying attention to God. And and, and Eric Thomas was talking about the same thing. And I know people think that, that that's a uh, like a mute point. But, man, you, you, you know, God is like, I don't mean, man, where's the starting point for human beings if, if God ain't in it? And lately... We don't want to put God in it, right? We we just feel that we got everything under control and we want to say forget about God, but I don't think you can do that. I mean, like, I don't know God like E.T. I don't know God like nobody else in this world, but I, 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 I know God my way. It may not ever be somebody else's way, but I know God in my way. And, and I haven't been on this planet long enough to know God in anybody else, anybody ways but mine. My family know God in their way. But there's only God. I don't care how many names and labels you put on it. There's only God. And you got to pay attention to God. How do you do that? I mean, like, you can look at yourself and pay attention to God because the body that you created, the spirit that inhabits you, is the essence of what God has in you. But that's just a part of it. And it's a part of 8 billion people or more. 
but it's this whole cosmos that we have to consider. It's the whole unknown level of thinking that we try to get to, but we can't breach it because every time we go higher, it's just other levels that you can reach, but we got to pay attention to what's going on around us, ladies and gentlemen. And money is not God's priority for our lives. Yes, we need it. And when you love God, you can grow it. You can't move it without God. I'm just, I'm just so sorry. And that's what he was emphasizing. And it doesn't even matter what your religion is. This God thing is real. And it's, it's, it's real to the point where nobody wants to, where nobody wants to gravitate towards the power that's beyond the powers that's in the level of unknown. And these unknown situations is where the breakthrough of truth lies. I mean, you you can theorize about the divine creator, and I guess that works when you're trying to, you know, talk to human beings. But a practitioner looks at God like this. I know this vessel was created for man and woman, but they don't control it. I know what's in me that nobody put in me and I got to try to nurture that myself and I got to try to nurture the best side of myself and this is for everybody in this world that that believes in God and this is for everybody in the world that feels that they know God you are not going to spring forth in this life until you have understood that you are not in control of everything that you can control what's in your life and you can make it harmonious with the universe at large and not be a contradiction to the world that's around you. And I think that the things that man has made, and don't get me wrong, man is absolutely amazing. But it's just an abstract from what God put in the world anyway. You just materialize so that you can see what the power of man is. But man is not God. This stuff that we have created is finite. And all across this planet, these human beings keep thinking that we are the beginning and the ending of all things, and we are not. And until you can kind of rid yourself of the toxins in your mind about us being the soul creator of all of this is going to look like foolishness and we just got to wake ourselves up to that and I think when you kind of listen to men and women that are trying to get you to understand that on the level that you can vibrate on then you can kind of turn these things around we can kind of put ourselves in a healing point to where number one we got to take self care we got to eat right we got to drink water we got to Meditate, we got to reflect, we got to wake up with the assertiveness for trying to be better than we were the day before because tomorrow is not even here and yesterday is gone. So, these moments that we arise from our beds, we got to make sure that we put the right thoughts and right minds in our head. And I'm just trying to end this on a level that you guys can understand. You can have everything that you want and you can have nothing. But the thing about it is, the checking out point is for everybody. I mean, like, 150 years old but there's a checkout point and then you have to ask yourself 
Did you know God well enough to know that man was never in control of all this and although we've created several things that have been beneficial to human beings? Or we haven't really made a good human being simply because we don't really teach people how to live. We don't teach them how to eat. And then once we explain it to them, you know, we're so far gone with the technology that it doesn't really matter anymore. And then when you try to rectify, correct it, sometimes you feel like it's too late. But you got to make sure that you start appreciating your health from the time you get up every morning and then just try to find the best way to do it. That's what I learned from day one of the UOU Summit. And in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, I have six quotes that I have for you. One is from Dr. Hill. One is from Antonio T. Smith Jr. One is from Eric Thomas. One is from Tony Robbins. One is from Les Brown. And one is one that I created. Napoleon Hill says, if the mind can conceive it and believe it, then the mind can achieve it. And on um, Dr. Hill's um, audio that I have, Your Right to Be Rich, he talks about fasting. He talks about, you know, just trying to eat live uh, food every day for your body because your body needs that. And like I said, like no matter what you do when you you think about this life, you're thinking about what do you need to eat to be healthy. Antonio T. Smith Jr. says you can plant better, you can dominate. And he is also an advocate of just trying to get you to eat right and eat those things that are healthy for you as well. And it's not so much that someone is trying to tell you how to do it. It's, it's what you start planting in your mind and what you're going to start eliminating and what you're going to start increasing in order for you to live a better, more healthy, more spiritual, and more mentally strong life. Eric Thomas says, make the rest of your life the best of your life. When you start eating right and you start drinking water and you start eating those foods that are close to what God made, then the energy, they say the energy becomes uh, vital to you. And I can feel, I can say that to you right now. I mean, I do take in some things that are not good, but overall I try to eat right and my energy reflects that. And you just got to try to make sure that you're planting those things in your mind. And it's not even about you trying to put it on your other family members other than your kids if you're trying to raise them, but you're just trying to do right by yourself. Pampering yourself. To get in love with who you are so that your life can be the best that it has ever been. Um, Tony Robbins said, if you can't do something, then you must. What he's simply saying is you got to get out there and you got to try. Um, if you haven't been eating right, then you must eat right. Like, you got to try to figure out, like, can I eliminate this so that I can have this so that I can live have it like, oh, this is a must for me. Your health is always a must for you and you just got to try to figure out how to get there. And... You, you can't take no for an answer for yourself when you're trying to do that. And Les Brown says, it's not over till you win. In order to have a successful life, you got to be a winner. And the best way to be a winner is, number one, is get control of your health. That's what you need. And I mean, like, the world is just filled with so many things. And there's a lot of things we can't fight. I really understand that because I lost my mother and I don't know how, you know. I don't, you know what I mean? When I think about her, I think about you know, how we let our health get away. And when I think about how sweet she was and how mentally strong she was and she still loved me, it's just those things that happen, man. And you don't, you know, once you die, you can't come back. And you just got to try to figure out how to, you know, have an exact plan for your life. And that's, that's what we're striving for every day of our lives in this world that we um, are trying to conquer, you know. That's what life is. And the last one comes from me. It says, life does not require more from you. Life does not require less from you. Life requires that you maximize your 24 hours and in doing so, you have anything that you desire. And this particular 
thing I want to say, you have to maximize your energy. And you have to eat right. And you have to drink plenty of water. Because these 24 hours are very vital to you. And these 24 hours are the only hours that you have. And if you just try to eat right and do right and speak right and, you know, live in that level above the level where mortals think we exist, then I think that your existence becomes more profound in the grander scale of how the universe created you to be. And you just got to find a way to do that. And every day we have 24 hours to do it. And every morning that we get up is a fresh start to it. And we got to try to make sure that we into doing that. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thank you for joining me on this podcast. And like I said, this is day one of the UOU uh, conference. And every time is just trying to change our minds and spirits and hearts so that we can all live better lives. Until next time, peace. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Time Light Mint, How Poetry Found Me podcast, where we talk about self-development, inspiration, and the main aspect, the key point to this whole particular podcast is you being able to write your dreams, your goals, your perspective, even if you do it in a poetic way, or if you just do it as a journal, or you're just trying to express yourself in general. At any rate, when you do and you practice this particular podcast, it's all about you writing out your mental framework to accomplish your dreams. So today, I'm here to talk about part two to the UOU Summit with Eric Thomas and his team and the people that signed up to be a part of this transformative uh, Zoom call. And today's focus was you being able to hone in on you. What are the key factors to your life that's going to drive you to make you become the person that you are supposed to be? And I think the highlight of the whole thing was the steps that they gave us who were participants, the guidelines, as you will, to accomplish your dreams and the thing that stuck out to me mostly was what's your calling thing that that thing that you feel you have a burning desire to want to do and if you have this calling how do you identify it and how you work it in order for you to find that blissfulness that's on the other side of you struggling to get there and I thought it was pretty instructive and the main thing about a calling is it's something that burns inside of you that you that you feel you have to do to make it work and to make your life turn into a different perspective from what you're currently feeling in the state that you have now and the main thing that Eric was trying to E.T. was trying to emphasize this time was you being able to write the things that you will tolerate and the thing that you won't tolerate about your life. How you have the 24 hours that's generally yours to do what you want to do. And the thing that he tried to emphasize most about this particular part is that these 24 hours belong to you. Although you might have kids, you might have 
a family, you might have a significant other, or you might have tons of friends. He was trying to get you to say none of that moves you to accomplish what you want until you first are able to deal with your whole internal work clock to make you feel the force that is you in this world. And he doesn't say anything any different than anybody else in this world has ever said that even if you read all the religious books in the world, the whole point boils down to there's nobody like you but you. But so much interference interferes with you that you don't know what you're supposed to do. And in order for you to find that, and what he emphasized, and this is the thing that's that's key that you all must understand, is that he said before you begin to do anything for anybody, you must first take some time for yourself. Now I ask you this question, what, do you, what time have you made for yourself when it comes to you being able to purify your internal being to cleanse the fires that you need to get the, the juices burning so that you can get out here and do that one thing that's going to make a difference in your life. Once you can make a difference in your life, then you can make a difference in someone else's life. And this is the thing that you must try to hone in on, hone in, on in order for you to start having the clarity that you need about pursuing the goal that is most important to your existence on this planet as it stands right now. We don't know what's on the other side of what we're doing currently, but all we know is when we wake up in the morning, there has to be something that drives you to success. And he was quick to point out, along with the other guest speaker, that it's not about money. Because money won't necessarily make you happy. Money can buy things that could put you in a position of where you're emotionally attached to it at the moment. But when you really think about it, as years passes on, all that stuff begins to fade. You have to go buy more stuff to carry the burden that you carry in your mind about what it takes to truly be successful. He wasn't even about, he's not even talking about the money aspect to the summit in day two. He's just simply talking about before you can even get to the money, what about you? What are you, what are you most desire? What are you trying to accomplish with the time that you have in this world? And, and and the people in the chat were just, you know, like you get a chance to respond to what he was saying and you get a chance to kind of really listen and try to hone in on what is it that makes you tick? What is it that, that's going to make you work? What is it that's going to get you to create your own table or to join a table that's going to prepare you to the level that you need to be on ultimately? And when I think about my life, I, I, I think about it only in terms of how I structured my dream how I structured my goal, how I structured my reality to try to live. And when I when I think about it, I ask myself every day, did I really put forth the effort to make a dream a reality for my family in general? And the answer is obviously no, because if it was yes, I'll be telling you about the yes part of what it takes to actually make it work. I'm still on the journey to process where I am with the dreams and the goals that I established. But listening to these young men tell these stories or try to give you facts and points and things that you can use when you walk away from the summit makes me realize that there are still burning desires in me. There are still things that I fear that I have to 
rectifying my life to get myself to the ultimate level of saying that I had achieved what I ultimately wanted. And I think at this stage, it's still not there yet, but it's not that I'm gonna not try. And the thing that I would say to anybody in this world, the one thing that you're gonna regret, if you regret anything, is the fact that you don't attempt your dream or your goal. These are the things that weigh the world down, man. I mean, we get so many people to influence our mind and do diabolical things or things that's unbecoming of the human mind that we feel that we are lost in this minutia of garbage thinking that doesn't help us elevate ourselves and then our families and then our communities and then our society and ultimately the world. We have to be able to locate those things in ourselves to find out what does it take to actually make it work. And I think this summit kind of, you know, spills into your life a lot. And you got a man that has pretty much been the the maker of his own existence. And the thing about it is even when he talks about it in part two of it, he's just trying to explain to you how he got to be where he was and the steps that he took to get there and the people that he brought along with him to get him to that point. Now, and the thing about when he was talking about your job and the things that you do, and the thing I must emphasize him, he's not telling anybody to quit their job. He's just trying to say, well, if this is your life and you're trying to choose what you got to do and that's what you're doing, you got to do that to the best of your ability. You can't go half-stepping on a job that you chose because if you half-step on anything like that, then you're going to half-step on the dreams that you're trying to pursue because all energy is the same and it depends on how you use it and what you focus it on to make it work. If you're an entrepreneur, then you have to be an entrepreneur understanding every time you try to climb, you're not, you're not going to always be successful. And that's what he kept emphasizing that no matter what he did, he just kept going. It was never going to be perfect, but they kept going because they had a formula, they had a strategy, and they had the things that worked for him that he applied to make it work for somebody else that ultimately got them where they need to be. My question to you is, have you done the steps necessary for your life to get yourself and your mind and your body to go in the direction that you want and that you need and that you desire and that thing that's going to help you achieve the goal that you're after? And these are the things that we got to try to make dear to our hearts and minds when we wake up every day to begin to chase the illusion of time. And the chronological aspect of time, no human being can deny it. But what you put up in your mind mentally about how you see yourself and where you want to be in the next five to ten years and what it's going to take for you to get there, those are things that you got in your mind that you have to extract and write down and then find the action steps to make it work. And using myself as an example, you know, I don't really mind talking about my shortcomings. And like I said in all my podcasts, and this is what is a big emphasis to me, I was given by God 16 books. And the process went like the process went like this. Is that I was writing at a rate that I just couldn't understand. And then that rate slowed down until I can get to the last book that I wrote like in 2019. But that wasn't the kicker. It's like even though I wanted to get out and talk to the world about the first set of books, it didn't feel right. And then when I got to the second set of books, it still didn't feel right. I mean, I did interviews and and things to talk about but it still wasn't right and I don't know about timing and I just kept trying to finish up the book and when I finally finished it then it kind of felt right but it won't be finished until I've 
typed up everything, got everything ready, and tried to find a publisher that'll be able to help me propel it to the next level. But my thing about it is, is that no matter what I try to tell you, it's a journey in and of itself, and it's taxing on the mind. It's taxing on the body. It's not taxing on my spirit because my spirit is the one that connected with God to help me to write the books. But it's taxing in my mind because I'm trying to figure out how does this material reach the world in a world that may not be ready to see what 16 books was 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 all about with me. But I know that once people get to read them, I know that they'll, they'll begin to see a reflection of themselves in it. But that's what he was talking about. How do you get to that next level when you have a product or you have a plan or you have a strategy? And the young man that was the guest speaker was talking about when he met when he met E.T., he was at the bottom rung of Breathe University just trying to make it. And the thing that he said that E was E.T. was emphasizing to him is that when are you going to take the calculated risk, risk to make your life change? It's not going to change with you just thinking about it. Nothing changes with you thinking about it. It may be the impetus behind it, but it's an action step that you got to take to make it change. It will not just change in your mind. And that's why he's always saying, write things down. And this is what I emphasize to you. Like Even with me writing the books that I've written over the years, you got to write things down. But if you just write things down and put them away, it makes no sense. The next thing you got to do is execute. You got to execute every single morning that you give up. After you give time to yourself, after you give time to your God, um, God, after you give time to your family. But the main priority should be you trying to take care of you and then you being able to do for others. You got to be able to do for yourself first. And E.T. whole thing is like when he was going through this development process, he was doing for himself, he was doing for others, but he wasn't getting the results that he wanted. So the young man that was part of Breed University ended up being his financial coach to try to get him to understand how he could get the resources from all the work that he put in to educate the rest of the world about the goals and dreams that they have. I mean, this summit is truly amazing in the sense of no matter what he talks about, like the first day, he talks about your health and what it takes for you to do that. The next day, he talks about you taking these action steps after you journal to make these steps a reality. And then he showed that, you know, you really can't do it by yourself. So you got to have a team of people that are like-minded to help you with your table. But at the same time, they got to be able to have their own dreams and goals too. And then they come and meet at the big table so everybody can get together and get behind one person and make them work. And the thing about leadership is that you almost have to be self-inspired in order to do things. Like, even if you were, were with Eric Thomas or you with somebody that you admire, they can't live inside of you and make your dream come true. They can inspire you and they can give you action steps, but you got to take the action to make things work. It doesn't even begin to have you to understand if you sit in a place and you sit down and you keep thinking about a thing and you keep thinking about a thing and you keep thinking about a thing and you do nothing about it then the thinking is just the thinking and the thinking is not real because it's theoretical when you're thinking. But once you begin to tie it to an action and you begin to take the step that it takes to make that action, then once you begin the activity of movement and you're moving towards your goal, then there's a different energy that you can talk to people about to make things work. And this is where we all find ourselves every day. In a world, in a land such as America, where you can do and be and say anything that you want. 
when it comes to you trying to accomplish your dreams, you can't even fill your own cup up. You got to fill your own cup up first, ladies and gentlemen, because this world is not going to be fair to you if you just try to fill up everybody else's cup because you're going to constantly be drained. You're going to constantly find yourself, you can't, and you're going to constantly find yourself shorted because you put so much in other people that you don't put anything into yourself. So the priority is you being able to align yourself with yourself to make everything work. And then once you begin to do it and you feel like you get stuck, then you have to go to somebody that has an objective perspective about you to kind of point you in the right direction. And that's what we all need. Like even when you're in school, and I know we, a lot of us take this for granted, when the teacher is in the front of the classroom, they're trying to teach you the material that you're going to need for your life. But if your mind is not on that, then you're not going to be able to do that and you're not going to even be successful because number one, your mind is not on it. And let's face it, the way the world is now, our mind pretty much on isn't on anything other than how to obtain material possessions. And with those material possessions, you wouldn't have cut corners to get it to make it right because of the things that you feel that you have to right now do right now. Well, Eric Thomas' whole history has never been about getting rich quick. He was just trying to, you know, connect the hearts and minds to try to get people to understand what you need to do to nourish your own well-being. And it wasn't until he went through the steps that he went through to get that PhD that he began to understand what his value is. Now, you have to understand when he's talking to us at this summit, he's just really trying to get us to understand what our true value is in our own lives. And that takes a lot of doing, especially if you if your mind is so locked up in fear and it's so locked up in the perspective that you can't do something that it's hard for that message to penetrate. But at some point, that message got to penetrate because if we're doing the same thing over and over and over and we're getting the same result, that means that we got to do something different. And it's okay for you to uh, understand that it's okay to go a different route if that route is not working for you right now. You got to change the route, man. You got to go somewhere else. If you keep going left every day then and left is not working for you, then you, maybe you need to go down the middle. And then maybe you need to go to the right. Or maybe you need to reverse, but not reverse course in terms of what you're doing. Just back it up a little bit. Take some reflection and see what lies before me. What is this going to take for me to accomplish what I need to do to make my dreams come true? And if I'm investing in myself enough, then what does that investment look like in terms of material gain? What does it look like in terms of the mental fortitude that it takes to accomplish it? And what does it take spiritually to make sure that the way that God has ordained for me to live, that I'm trying to go at things the right way? You got to always understand you to make these moves that you want to make in this world. And I don't think that God is trying to sway us one way or the other because you got a free will to do what you want. And that's anywhere in the world. And that free will is the thing that helps you accomplish the dreams that you want. You got the ability to get the skills from these universities or from these classes or from these speakers or from anything that you feel that you need to do in order for you to make it. And this is what we fail to do, understand as people. We got to constantly try every day to make this work. And this is what he was trying to emphasize. And as he was getting closer to closing, he just really tried to get down to the, to the nuts and bolts of the whole thing. You have this dream that you want to make real 
and you're not doing anything about it. You're not writing anything down. You're not trying to connect with anybody that's in the field that you want to get in to make it work. And you're not investing in anybody kind of pouring out your inconsistencies. So in our lives, we got to try to find out what are those inconsistencies and be able to go after them in such a way that it it helps build within us this tolerance for pushing past the pain of the psychology of being told no. Being able to toughen up your mind to know that what you have and the calling that you have and the purpose on your life far exceeds the no that people are giving you. These are the things that you uncover on your own. Sometimes when things are so desperate in our lives that we're willing to do anything to see can we break past that pain. And everything that we house is is an internal thing. You know, as much as I loved and wanted to do for my mom, it was an internal thing. Because my mom externally didn't put any stress on me, but I put the stress on me because I wanted her to have things. And this is what he was talking about. Like, when you begin to make these moves, you make these moves because there's the moves that you feel you need to make. Not because of your mom or your dad or your brothers or your sisters or your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Whatever you feel that it takes, whatever you feel it takes for you to rise above all of that to take care of yourself, then that's what you got to find first. So in the part two of the summit, I just thought that it was really, really refreshing to hear someone say to the public that you got to deal with your own demons. Ain't nobody going to come and solve your demons for you. But if someone is coming to give you information that you can use, then you got to use the information. They can't use the information anymore because they need to give it to you so that you and I can use it. And if someone is trying to give you something that's uplifting, then just you got to listen to it because if you, you're in a state of mind where you feel like you can't do something and the world is, is against you, positive messages doesn't work, man. It's only action that works. And when somebody has a proven track record of trying to overcome and not taking no for an answer, but just keep doing the way that they're doing things and reinventing the way things are done, then this has to be the same message for you and I. We got to find ways to make this thing work. We got to find a way to make sure that the time that we have on this planet is spent in value mostly to ourselves and our self-development. Once you can have your self-worth, then everything about around you can become worthy. If you are married and you got your self-worth, then the person around you got to get their self-worth. But if they don't do it, then they got nothing to do with you. You know, even though you're married and you love them, you got to work on yourself. Even when you by yourself, you got to work on on yourself. And I think that's the most in time, most important time when when it when it's capable for us to do it, to work on ourselves when we're with ourselves, to make these breakthroughs that that's incumbent upon us being peaceful people in a world that's filled with turmoil. And he emphasized for these two days that. It's, it's not about the money. The money going to follow. The positive mind. The money's going to follow. But are you are you good with you? Guess that's the overriding answer. Like, are you really answering the call for yourself? 
And if you don't feel that you're answering the call, then who can you talk to objectively to help you find out what your gift is? To help you find out what you can do? And it's easy not to do something. But you don't learn from not doing something. In order for you to do something, you got to make a mistake. And they're going to happen. It doesn't matter who you are in this world. You're going to make mistakes. You may well just face the fact. But it's if you're able to correct them, learn from them, and move on is where all the change is. If you don't do anything, then you can't make a change. Once you begin to work at something, you begin to understand something. Changes come naturally. And you can't be resistant to the change. And The young man that was speaking, I think his name was Tim, maybe. But the message that he was giving was far beyond me even trying to memorize his name. And, you know, he's worked with all Fortune 500 companies. And the thing that he was talking about is that people want multiple streams of income, but they're not fixing themselves to prepare themselves for that. So even though we got a changing world about us every single day of our lives, you got to be able to understand that in order for you to adjust to change, you have to have the the, the inner discipline to know that when these changes come, that you know how to get out and connect and, and be a resource. And that the number one resource in your life is you. And when you reach out to people and you make these commitments and you make these connections, you got to be a person of your word and deliver on what someone is asking you to do. And most of the time, men of prominent wealth say you have to just solve a problem for the people that are around you. If you can solve a problem, then you'll gain riches beyond your 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 normal thinking capacity. And if a problem, and if you can fix a problem, then you become invaluable to the people that you serve. And I think E.T.'s whole point was that it doesn't make any sense for you to say you're going to do something and you don't put any action behind it. And the people that was in the VIP portion of the summit, he knew that he saw a commitment in them. And he said it wasn't even about the money. It's about what are you committed to. And this is my challenge to you at, and upon closing. Like, What is the challenge for you to break through to another level in your life? What is it that you feel that you need to understand, to overcome, to reach the next plateau? I'm not saying you're going to reach a billionaire status with the next move, but what is the next move to get you there? And with that move, would that move move you in a place and move you to have the right attitude and the right frame of mind so that when you see an opportunity, you know that you need to seize that opportunity in order for you to grow? And life is going, you know, you might think we're, we're all stagnant, but life is going to force you one way or the other to grow. But when you understand that you're growing every day in life, then that struggle becomes easier. So, ladies and gentlemen, in closing, you got to understand that anytime you have anybody coaching you, if you have anybody that you're talking to, no matter what the perspective is in terms of how you're talking, you got to understand that you're going to grow from the conversation and that this 24 hours is all that you have to understand the conversation that you have for the day with yourself first, with every, with all the external second. Yourself comes first. 
then everything else follows. And you have to feed your mind the most positive of messages with concrete steps so that your mind and body can connect that spiritually this is how you're going to grow in the world. And by making these connections, it should seem really, really easy for us to do, right? So I just challenge you to try to figure out how to spend time with yourself. And people always think that that's like a a no, no, no. Listen, spending time with yourself allows you to see into your mind. It allows you to see into your being. And when you start asking the right questions about what do I need to do with my life, then you got to listen, watch, and understand the yearning and desire that you have to want to achieve what you want. That's what part two of the summit was and I think it was phenomenal so as I begin ready to close ladies and gentlemen I'm going to leave you with six quotes one is from Dr. Napoleon Hill one is from Antonio T. Smith Jr. one is from Eric Thomas one is from Tony Robbins one is from Les Brown and one is that I and and the last one is the one that I created Dr. Hill said if the mind can't conceive it and believe it then the mind can't achieve it and I want to say this, like maybe through all six of these particular people, that if you wake up and you spend time with yourself, whenever you start, that, that's a new beginning, day one. And you have to keep understanding it with your mind, you got to do it every day. And it's not even about you trying to be uplifting in the sense of uplifting other people. You got to uplift yourself first. You got to take some time to harness your energy for yourself. And that's for your children, that's for your wife, that's for your husband, that's for anybody, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, or your friends, or whatever you may do. Everybody got to be able to spend time with themselves to be clear enough about where they're going in life. Antonio T. Smith Jr. says, you can't plant better, you can't dominate. He's not talking about dominating people, he's talking about dominating your mind. You see how everything goes back to the mind? That you got to dominate it enough. To know that you got to spend time with yourself. No, you must spend time with yourself in order for you to grow. And once you begin to do that, he's not talking about you dominating people. But if you guys can meet at the table on the same level, then you guys can grow your business and your mind and your mentalities to further seek higher aspirations and goals. Um, let, um, Eric Thomas says, make the rest of your life the best of your life. What more can you say? Once you begin to spend time with yourself, you fall in love with yourself, then the rest of your life, it's going to be the best life because all of the things that you got to tap in in order to make this thing work and to have a happy life number one you got to be clear about yourself and you got to be clear about the goals and you have to be clear about how the people around you are going to impact your life and even if they don't impact your life they got to make sure that they impact impact theirs because you're going on with yours tony robert says if you can't do something then you must do it If you say that you can't sit down with yourself, then you must sit down with yourself so that you can see that you can sit down with yourself. And when when we begin to put our mind frame in this particular window, man, the world's opportunity just changes for you instantly because self-development is the most important development you ever have in your lifetime. And we got to make sure that we're putting ourselves in a position where we're making the rest of our lives the best of our lives. And because... We always use must as the ultimate doer of an action, and we must have an action plan to make sure that we're accomplishing it. Les Brown said, it's not over till I win. Enough said about that. When you begin to know who you are as a person internally, 
then anything that you set your mind to in terms of your goals and dreams is not over until you succeed. The law of the universe bends toward a person who's determined on succeeding. And you have to make sure that you understand in order for you to be a winner, the goals that you set, they got to be achieved. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. And the last one is something that I created. It says life does not require more from you. Life does not require less from you. Life only requires that you maximize your 24 hours and in doing so you can have anything that you desire. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. We all got 24 hours. When we arise from our bed, we got 24 hours to do, say, react, be proactive, visualize, take action steps to make things come alive. And those things only happen when you put yourself in a position to be the winner that you need to be. You got the same 24 hours as everybody else. So when you wake up every morning, you should put your energy into yourself, understand yourself before you can begin to help anyone else. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to the Time Light Mail Poetry Found Me podcast. And I just want to just let you know that I do my podcast on Anchor and then it goes straight to Spotify, which is something that I work to earn and I'm really proud of it. So if you find any of my work anywhere and it gives you an opportunity to say what you think about the podcast, please feel free to put in a quote and you got to understand that my whole reason for doing this is that hopefully through one of these podcasts you'll be able to identify something that will help you like that spark within you to cause you to get to moving on your dreams and goals until next time peace